Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, man. That is a <laughs> staple on my running list. Is it? Absolutely. It pops on almost every time. My uh my new shuffle uh MP3 player. It it already knows me. The AI within the ancient system in there knows my mind. And oh, it's a it, terrible song. Oh, it's great for running. It's got a good beat, good pace. You pick it up. I love did Huey. Listen, did you listen to the lyrics? Yes, they're absolutely fantastic. Oh, it's terrible. Terrible? No, you got it. Uh, <clears throat> Huey Lewis in the news, man. That's um, that's good stuff. I could run to quite a bit of their catalog. Upbeat, <laughs> man. It's fun stuff. You know that. They got the ripping guitar and then the saxophone, you know, just wailing with that melody and uh it's very eighties. Very eighties. It's just yeah, you know, it has that energy. You know what I'm saying? There was an energy to the eighties. Yeah. It feels like there's no energy now. There's no forward momentum. We need some yang gang up in our action here. Like <laughs> But I we were cruising uh from uh work today and you know there were certain sections where there wasn't like traffic but like just there was no forward progression like just everybody in a section of space just collectively decided to not progress for a moment in time and it was universal and it's just what is happening why is this blob of humanity just content with almost no movement no progression we are not going anywhere and like it's just I don't know, man. It seems like, uh, listen to some of the pop music, you know, like the Billie Eilish stuff out there and everything. The whisper pop music, everything's very soft <laughs> and they're all whispering and like everything's so sleepy, man. You know, there was, um, we were listening to the local rock station here, KBCO, and they play modern hits. And I think this was a new song. So they played two new songs in a row. One was a new song, I believe, from Dave Matthews, but it wasn't a new Dave Matthews. It was like Dave Matthews doing a cover of an old song. And it was mm. classic Sleepy Dave. You know what I'm saying? He, you're just almost snoozing through the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. And then after it was another dude, I can't, like J. Cole or something, or a, a, a new fellow, though. It was a new release, I think they said. And he was covering... After Midnight. You know the After Midnight from Eric Clapton? Yeah. You know, it's got that just, it's got a groove gotta let to it. it all hang you gotta let it all hang out. And we're listening to it, and I had to, like, turn up the radio. I'm like, is this guy, is he even, like, <laughs> is he whispering this whole thing into this microphone? Like, this is the <laughs> craziest thing. And it was, like, very quiet, very sleepy. And well, to be fair, those guys are getting old. No, no, this is some young cat out there covering oh. covering Clapton. And it was like a very uh. slow and sleepy uh, version. And everything is slow and sleepy. And I, I, just, I was just thinking about how, you know, we used to go through eras of music, you know, like the 70s, the, you had the disco, everything was just cocaine-fueled. Mm. And then you had Huey Lewis in the 80s, and everything was just, you know, cocaine-fueled and... You know, the problem is we're just all on pharmaceuticals, and that's the kind of music we're that's getting. That's the problem. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's just <laughs> zombie. Nobody out. wants to dance. <laughs> that's right, dude. 
you know? Oh, Emma and I went to a wedding where we knew nobody, and when you go to a wedding where you know nobody, you boogie woogie down, my man. Oh, you dance like nobody's looking. You don't like care. it's the last day you'll ever dance in your life, man. It's yeah. the best. Dude. Dancing when you know nobody is one of the greatest experiences. Yeah, it really is. You could just make an absolute fool of yourself, and folks, I guarantee you, I certainly made an absolute fool of myself. <laughs> There's no doubt about no, it. That's the irony is you were probably smiling, looked like you're everybody's probably jealous. Yes, all the uh single fellas standing by the side holding their drinks. Yeah. Commenting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, being a fly on oh, the wall is already. Right, oh, look dude. at that f out there with a the girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're dancing like a f with a girl. <laughs> yeah, they're all just jealous. Yeah, it's probably a little jealousy. Uh, you know. It's hard to Dance with uh, bright lighting. I find uh, I've been to a lot of weddings over the last couple of years, and certain weddings have gotten it right where you gotta dim down those lights, man. You gotta, oh, yeah. you gotta make there's a reason it... strip clubs are dark. Yes, well, well there's several reasons for the darkness <laughs> in the strip clubs, but we'll we'll roll with the, for the dancing, the dancing yeah. technique. Yeah, that's <laughs> we're trying to disguise the technique there. Harder to see whether they're on beat or not. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I mean, most, you know, dive bars, you know, dark. You need darkness to kind of, uh, you know, have a little confidence. Oh, yeah. So I've been to some weddings where they, they don't dim the lights. People are a little more apprehensive. So they got to juice them up a little more at the bar. <laughs> probably, probably has to do with the photography, you know? Really? Yeah. Oh, with the lighting? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like, if you really care about the photos and shit, but if you just care about having a good time, you dim those lights, booze them up, let's have a good time, you know? Yeah, and that's the kind of wedding you want to go to. A booze them up, dim the lights, kind of uh, soiree. <laughs> dim the lights till my aunt looks like my sister. Let's get this party going. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. Well, speaking of getting parties going, I sent you an article uh, yesterday about Jan 6. There was an, uh, something in, in the New York Post. And did you catch any of it at all? Did you uh, skim oh, through it a bit? That is a disgusting it, fucking article. It is absolutely unreal. And I just kind of wanted to bring it up. Three really. years out. Now is when you guys are going to report on this? I, I, will, I will just lay out the headline and uh, just several. FBI lost count of how many paid informants were at Capitol on Jan 6th and later performed audit to figure out exact number. That's the headline. That's Wait, where did, you read that off of Alex Jones' website? Yeah, New York Post. Uh, put it oh, out there. New York Post yeah. is now reporting on that. Oh. New York Post, you know, the first one to report on the Hunter Biden laptop story, which is now, uh, I believe he's being indicted on several uh, elements involved with the laptop. The trial's started already. (laughs) That's right, man. Uh, The article is absolutely insane. They had so many agencies, sub-FBI agencies, within the agency (laughs) that... They had no idea how many people were actually at the Capitol that were FBI agents. And they had to do a major audit on it 
and only because they had a few informants that came out and, you know, kind of uh, spilled the beans. And, uh... Plus, some of them were, like, direct... They they were the ones that stormed in. So, (laughs) when they wrote to the FBI director, they said, uh... Where is it? Here. The FBI, is a quote, the FBI cannot adequately track the activities and operations of its informants and that it lost control of its CHSs present at the Capitol on Jan 6. That was that was from the FBI. It, it is so crazy. And then everybody wonders why people are up in arms over Ray Epps, who was clearly an informant. Clearly. Yet just now got a misdemeanor after a dude who wasn't even at the Capitol just oh, got sent to prison for 20, 20, 22 years. I didn't even think years. about that, dude. He got a misdemeanor, and he was there the night before and the day of, both inciting a riot. He, he crossed one of the barriers. Uh, misdemeanor. Misdemeanor. Wow. Tario? 22 years. 22 years. It's so crazy. Wow. I just, you know... I talked in real time with people who spoke to me as if January 6th was the most shocking event they had ever seen in their entire lives. And these are human adults who experienced as an adult (laughs) 9-11. I know. And I just sat there in awe of the brainwashing and the propaganda uh, and, and the way the machine had just twisted these people's minds into believing on some insane level that January 6th was worse than the Civil War. And, and now you're seeing the slowly coming out. So they pulled the extra cops, the extra uh, security. And That's everything, right. Right. And then they sent in infor- undercover informants. To push these people to storm the unprotected capital, it, this is was totally a setup, and all of you fools that went along with it, you're just that. You're just a fool, you know. Also, look at the imagery. How many people were there in that moment, you know, charging forward towards the capital, versus how many people are currently incarcerated for this event? Is it seven hundred something, or I can't yeah. remember the exact number. Well, there was definitely more than 700 people at Jan 6. You have to imagine the other non-700 incarcerated individuals at this point were the feds. That's your informants. <laughs> Those are all your agents, man. <laughs> there you go. I could, I could easily show it to you how much of our government was involved. You know how, how entrenched our government was in January 6th? Nancy Pelosi's daughter had an entire film crew for HBO Max to document the entire thing. Yeah, they knew it was going to happen. And it, she was the one who made the decision to not break to not yes. the Capitol Police. Jan 6th was so planned, it was so scripted, that there was a film crew from HBO Max <laughs> to document it. Folks, wake up, man. Come on. Yeah. It's so Her, there. AOC, they all had their makeup done. Like, they were... It was a show. And the saddest part is AOC got all dolled up to get raped and no one came no into her raped. office. <laughs> <laughs> For a woman who's constantly under the threat of rape, 
They still haven't been raped yet. It's crazy. It is wild stuff, man. Well, speaking of uh, AOC... Well, she and... better not take any bike rides in her district. You hear about that girl that got kidnapped? No. Oh, didn't she get found? The little girl? Bro, this story is insane. This little girl just goes on a bike ride at a campsite. Right. Nine, nine years old. Oh, yeah. Some dude snatches her. That's right? crazy that... Yeah, that's wild. Takes her. She just goes missing. Nobody knows what happens. And then somebody drops off a letter in their mailbox demanding a ransom. Bro, they found this guy because of his fingerprints on the... What an idiot. Didn't he like, learn I... anything from Seven? You're supposed to cut your fingerprints off <laughs> your fingers, man. Wear a glove. Have you not watched any show or movie with the, with the, with the kidnapping? Yeah, no CSI the Miami years? or... Yeah, man. Nothing? Come on. Come on, man. DNA, hide the DNA. Wear some rubber gloves. Like, wait, Use a sponge, not your tongue, when sealing the envelope. Like, dude, we've all learned this. What this is wrong is, with this? This is really funny stuff. I typically don't buy into the news stor- uh, stories whenever I see them about, you know, missing anybody or whatever, just because I like to let it play out and then, you know, get the full, uh, the full rap. And then I saw today missing girl found you know, alive, and I thought, oh, well, I assumed she just, like, got lost in the woods, actually. That's oh, no, why they I, found her I, in his cabinet. That's, that's, that's creepy, weird, like, Hollywood-level stuff right there, man. Wow. Yeah, what an idiot. Lucky to be alive. And a ransom. Really? That's what I mean. A, a ransom note? You went ransom note? You fucking didn't... Fingerprints on the envelope? Come on. Yeah, he probably licked it, too. It's probably all, you know. <laughs> but it didn't even matter. They had your fingerprints. I know. So stupid. <laughs> I had no idea that. <laughs> I, well, I guess you got to be dumb to think it's a good idea to kidnap a little girl. Plus, people, please, I mean, think about it. You're at a campsite. You're going to steal a little girl from a campsite. Rich people don't camp. Yeah, what are you gonna man. get from these poor people camping? Good call, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Even the people in the campers, that's his best that's best case scenario camping. Even that's middle class. You get best. nothing out of these folks. Yeah, you're you're better off going to like an R V place or something like no, that. You no, know? even though <laughs> dude Go to Burning Man. Make, kidnap someone at Burning Man. They'll give you millions you want, of dollars. You wanna make some money in the kidnapping biz, get yourself a job at an all inclusive. Grab yourself one of them rich kids, you know? <laughs> I gotta do all the thinking for you guys. I mean, I know the writing writer strike so was was going on, but man, dude, the writer strike is over. Should we should we do it? Oh man, return of the Jimmies. I, I had AOC. We'll do AOC later. Let's do the Jimmies. The return of the Jimmies, man. Come on. It's <laughs> a devastating moment. Their podcast is over. Very sad. Nobody listened, and uh, I believe also this is a sad moment for America because. Uh, the rage, the hate shall now commence, right? We, we now shall yeah. stoke the fires of division amongst the masses in suburbia. Let's get all the moms out there fired up and hating Trump again, right? That's what this is all about. It's on the guys, under the guise of fucking uh, comedy. It's all about the lols with the jimmies, right? Let's bring it on. I'm so excited that they're back, Mike. And we just, now we have to do another show a week, I think, just to clip the jimmies, man. <laughs> Go down to the return of late night television. Shows were back on the air overnight <laughs> with the writers. Finally, finally, someone named Jimmy. Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> go down to the return of late night television shows. We're back on. The he still struggles with this one. I feel so bad for Michael. Yeah, He's poor guy. Air overnight well, with English the writers movie, yeah. back at work <laughs> while the actors are back at the negotiating table working toward their own deal. Kana Whitworth is in Los Angeles. Good morning, Kana. Hey, Michael, good morning to you. So they're back at that <laughs> negotiating table for the first time in Hey, Michael, great job today. Uh, no, my Pulitzer doesn't mean anything. Uh, <laughs> it's every time, dude. He, he just, like, s fails epically through 13 seconds of dialogue and then passes it on to this lady who's been studying journalism her whole life. <laughs> Perfect English. Perfect <laughs> enunciation. No real accent. Just... English major, right? Impeccable diction. This lady is uh, just, uh, yeah. No, thanks, Michael. <laughs> that was stupendous. <laughs> that, that means good. <laughs> Go get yourself a little snack. I'm sorry, a snack. And actors on the picket lines tell us they're both excited and hopeful following what's widely seen as a win for the Writers Guild. And the thing is, the strike, you know, it's been going on so long. I just don't know if I'll be back. You'll be back. <laughs> it was one of the Jimmys, and he had Arnold Schwarzenegger there. They're going to go through some of the um, oh, openings. God. It's, it's going to be, be nice. Bad. Looks like Arnold was right. Late night talk shows finally returning following the end of the writer's strike. In case you've forgotten, my name is Jimmy. I've been off the air for five months. We're back, baby! Bear. Seriously, we were off the air for so long, The Bachelor went from this to this. <laughs> I mean, it's Jimmy Fallon, he's showing a picture of the, uh, you know, one of the current bachelors, and they got. We have to talk about Golden Bachelor. That is the yes, the Golden Bachelor. Do, do you know which fucking old lady that guy wants? None of them. He's a millionaire. Right. Yeah. He's a, he's a jacked testosterone fucking you know juiced up old man with money here's bring out the 20 year olds it's interesting i didn't think you would be uh down with the bachelor chat uh emma as you know is big fan of the bachelor universe uh we we just completed a bachelor series here and then i think they now have the new which is my personal favorite the bachelor in paradise where mm. it's all these single people and they film them get really getting really wasted on a beach, and it's just pure chaos. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, now, Golden uh, Bachelor. A lot of chest bumping. It's actually, yeah, you're not kidding. It's the bros, like, doing workouts on the beach together, <laughs> you know? And, no, they're all friends and working out together during the day, but then at night, after they get six drinks, and I'm what'd you say, bro? <laughs> what'd like you say, bro? Bro, I told you, man, Karen was mine. You could have the T-shirt. He just described the entire show over the last 20 years. <laughs> it's incredible. That's it. That's the whole thing. I know. I hooked up with her the first day. But, man, I didn't know you guys were going to have such a strong bond. <laughs> you take her, man. Have you been watching? This is incredible. <laughs> Episode 3? Joshua versus Sam? <laughs> I've never seen it. I just <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it was epic. Babe, no, it's just, it scares me how much you make me feel.
It's so great because I always tell Emma, like, when she's watching, I'm like, you know, they're all, like, C to D list actors. Most of them have done, like, porn, and they're all personal trainers. And she's like, no, no, you know, they're doctors and stuff. And then they go through the, the list of all the people, and they inter- you know, they introduce themselves, and all of them, like, personal trainer, you know, <laughs> actor, you know, personal trainer, personal oh, trainer, oh, actor. Pers- like OnlyFans model, OnlyFans model, yeah, no, OnlyFans model plus personal trainer, OnlyFans <laughs> no, model, thing, you OnlyFans can't... model and bartender. Yeah. Yes, no. Look at if you look at these people, like, and then they get like the pilot. You know, oh, the pilot's in there now. There's always a pilot, and then you get the personal trainer again, right? And it's just like I'm know. here to prove that just because you have the looks doesn't mean you're also stupid. <laughs> and you get a you get a lawyer in there once in a while, but you really don't, you know. <laughs> Not the, you know, it's just, it's really funny. They're all personal trainers. And I always say the reason they say personal trainer on the resume is because they're probably porn actors or like doing porn or like, you know, modeling and acting. And you can't really sell this reality show if everyone's an actor. Yeah. So you got to. Plus, it's not scandalous or a big deal if you just have a porn star making out with another porn star on TV. I know. And Emma always talks about like how. Off season, these people are like they're all influencers. Also, all of them, of they're course. they're all influencers, yeah. right? They they all do the Instagram, uh, Snapchat. No, that's dead. Uh, the TikTok, they're all in, you know influencers, and you know they travel the world and just sell products on their little channels. Oh, and oh my god, dude, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Just <laughs> oh my god, I just saw it, bro. They made another dude. <laughs> the ch- the challenge is still coming out with new seasons. What was the challenge? I'm not Road Rules, Real World, The Challenge. Wow. Remember there was like the people from the real world and the people from the I got to say I have a personal kind of nostalgia for the real world. No, no, the reason the it's original. called The Challenge now is cuz there is no First of all, Road Rules has been gone for 20 years. Real world, I don't even think it's a thing anymore. So now it's like, it's all these people from all around the world and like all the different MTV shows. Wow. But like some of the original guys are still on there. They're like 50 years old, like CT. Well, did you see the Jersey Shore is back? No. Yeah, it's been back for like a couple of years. It's, and it's the like original... Jersey Shore, they're just like a little fatter and like older. Jersey Shore 19, plugs. And they're still, <laughs> that's literally what it is, man. It's so, they're like more tan and, you know, it's it's really weird. It's tan plugs, laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to re-up the plugs. <laughs> I haven't watched any of it. Uh, unfortunately, I gotta you know brush up on my reality TV. Uh, I, I was checking out some football yesterday. I think I can't remember what was on. Uh, maybe it was the Taylor Swift game. Now that I think about it, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the Taylor Swift game from here on out. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the clip you played never mentioned what teams were playing or the score. Is that, or oh, it's amazing. No score, no plays, nothing. Just. Oh. Taylor Swift, Ryan, we didn't even finish the clip, but they get to, like, Ryan Reynolds, and, uh, you know, there's, like, all this stuff about, uh, it's insane. The celebrities, man, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's great stuff. (laughs) We were watching the game, and, like, a bunch of commercials cycled through, 
And there were like three of them for these shows that were so, all right. One of them was Masked Singer. Do you remember? Oh, do you know the God, Masked know. Singer? Okay, so uh. I like couldn't believe that was still on, and I thought about how like it's probably been on for like ten years now, <laughs> like something like that. And they also showed this uh, commercial several times for a. It's a reality or it's a competition show where grown adults battle each other uh, by building Legos. That could be cool. That's the show. It's hosted by Will Arnett. Ooh. Will Arnett. Uh, I don't think I know who that is. You would recognize him if you saw him. He's uh, Job. <laughs> he played the brother Job on Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. One of, one of the greatest shows of all time. Is a Canadian. <laughs> oh, I, t- I take it back. I'm not a fan of this guy. Uh, so, <laughs> Did you say he's gay? What's that? That's a good, good day, mate. That's a, good. Anyways, <laughs> Let's see it, uh, anyways it was that, and then it was another show for some game show. I, I can't think of it now. It was all these reality slash game show advertisements. I think actually the other one was the Golden Bachelor that we were just talking about. And I, I was like, is this TV now? Is this what it is? Just like competition shows and reality shows and like oh, it's so stupid. There's no there's no like entertainment beyond the people competing against each other for prizes. I don't even understand at this point. Like I don't what who wins what in the Masked Singer or like uh what what goes on with that uh, America's Got Talent? I see commercials for all the time. They have all these people doing a million different things. How could who wins what and how do you discern what's better than the other? It's it's absolutely ridiculous what we have on TV at this point. So maybe it's a good thing the writer's strike is over. We can get some real entertainment back. Uh, it's not going to get any better. Well, we got the Jimmys back. Should we finish the Jimmys? But, well, dude, that's what I was going to say about the, uh, the the challenge. If you watch it, maybe it's just the first episode. I don't know. But it was like 90 per- First of all, the, ch- the actual challenges now is only like 10% of the show. And oh, it's yeah. 90% of them, like, arguing and bickering at each other and, like, all that. And half the shit they're talking about is like, yeah, but why the fuck you write on Twitter back in August? And you're like, dude, what is going on here? Because you, know, you were saying, like, it's all, like, off-season shit? Yes. And, like, now it's, like, I'm so stupid. So now you got to follow what happened between these people off-season, online. Otherwise, you don't even really know what's going on in the show or why they hate each other. You just gave me a great idea for a show. They need to redo road rules. We get a refresh to be fresh. They should do road rules with a bunch of millennials, no cell phones. They have to travel from one part of the country uh, to the other. See, I don't think it would work nowadays because like half the millennials they already live in a van. Oh, that's well, dude, sorry, Gen <laughs> like Z. The idea of getting in a Gen, van and traveling around the country—that was crazy. You know? Gen Z will do Gen Z. They—they've never even uh, had a license before. Some of them, right? That's true. Half of them don't. We'll do Gen Z road rules in a van, cruising the country, no phones. You get a map and you have to navigate. Why did road rules fail? I don't even remember the premise. I always thought it was just, uh, yeah, like what was it? Was I just think they were just driving around like Africa, right? I don't, again, I don't remember road rules very much. I just remember that that existed with uh, 
what was it? Um, Re- real world. Real world. <laughs> <laughs> and real world was absolutely hilarious. And it's basically <laughs> what Jersey Shore was, right? They just decided to just pick a cast and roll with it. it oh, was... yeah, but they did a new cast every year. That's what made it great. Real, ro- real world kind of is the, the original re- reality TV, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, road rules. That's what it was. So you had no money, you had nothing, you were just in this RV, and you had to drive around doing missions and odd jobs for See, money. See, that's what I'm saying. They should do a new one, but no cell phones. People would lose their minds without their cell phones. That's a good call. That is a good call. You ever seen someone lose their phone for, like, two minutes? They're like, can you call my phone? Can you call my phone? Has anyone seen my phone? Somebody call my phone, man. Has anyone seen it? Call my phone. It's so insane when somebody loses their phone. <laughs> yeah, I've seen guys, they literally, they, go, they panic and you can't talk them out of it where they'll be like, they already, start, like, before you can even, like, do it, like, even look in the couch or something, they're already, like, walking back to the bar <laughs> you were at. You know what I mean? And you're like, dude, just relax. Tracing every step for two miles. Have you seen my yeah, phone, like, man? I know I got it. I know I got it. So it ends up just being at the house, you know? Emma loses her phone all the time, and uh, she always says, you know, will you call it? And I always say, no. <laughs> drives her nuts. It absolutely drives her insane. And I always say, no. No. That, Look around. That's why I got, that's why I got two phones. <laughs> so I could call them. No, we got all Mikey two phones over here. <laughs> oh. Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, lose my phone. They don't call me two phones for nothing. <laughs> I'll lose you if you don't talk. Stop talking. <laughs> I know everybody, like literally anybody who knows me longer than like a day, they see me with two phones and they're like, oh, you got two phones for a guy who never answers the phone. <laughs> I can't believe you got two phones so hard to get you to answer the phone. You got two of them. Well, that is, that is the thing. If you have two of them, you should be very prompt, like on the second ring. All the time in my book. Uh, I mean, you you no. got the two phones, I got, man. Listen, I got two of them so I don't because I don't want to answer one. And if I gave you, I'm not answering, it's because I gave you the number I don't want to answer. Wow, I like the two phone power. Actually, you could you could ignore someone twice in the same moment and feel really good about it. <laughs> uh, it's actually it's actually it always makes it really awkward because they'll be like, "Hey, you didn't answer it." I'll be like, "Yeah, I don't I don't I don't usually answer that phone at night." They'll be like, "Oh, you got another number." I got the landline. That's why I have the landline. Ah, I do the landline. No reception. Right? Oh, uh, good call. Yeah, but then you got to give them the landline number. See, I just admit I have two phones and I'm not giving you the other number. But it's like a very it's a good line, you know? It's a power move. There's a, an element of, you know, hierarchy in that, I believe. Also, it kind of signifies you're probably a drug dealer on the side. Everybody says that, but yeah, don't deal drugs. Buy a lot, never deal. <laughs> That's right. Well, good. You're on the right side of that uh, equation, I believe, because purely a buyer, not a seller. Yeah, they don't bust usually the buyer, right? They go for the seller mostly. <laughs> yeah, and I pay taxes on mine, so they'll never go after me. They also do. I don't think they bust anyone for weed anymore at all, anywhere. I, I believe the the running total over at the. Uh, Denver Illuminati Airport, the DIA, they have uh, arrested 0.0% people for traveling with <laughs> marijuana at this point. So it's crazy. Yeah, they really, uh, they, they don't care, I don't think, uh, about the weed anymore. Um, I, I, is that, 
Like, do people get busted for weed in Chicago at this point? No, it's illegal. Right. So, yeah, the weed's just everywhere. Oh, I do know somebody was saying talking the other day, but they got a DUI. For smoking weed? Smoking weed. No yeah. way. There's no way, no man. Way. No, that's no not way. even. That, that shouldn't even. How could you prove that someone's impaired? Because they were smoking while they were driving. What, like a distraction? No, it's a DUI. You're driving under the influence. Ah, uh, see, that's the problem. They changed the language. What do you mean? Didn't it used to be something else? No, I was always driving under the influence. It used to be intoxicated. Intoxicated, yes. DWI. Intoxication is far different than influence. Oh, same thing. No, man, you can be influenced but not intoxicated. <laughs> I'm influencing you right now. You don't even know it. But I'm not intoxicated <laughs> with your ideas. See what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, you, you definitely can get busted for smoking the weed while driving. There's no doubt about it. I, I understand. Uh, you probably shouldn't be doing or partaking in any activities while you're driving a uh, well, vehicle. I, I, well, hold on, though. It's Chicago. Dude, your argument falls apart because you guys talk about how, like, it slows your reflexes. You can't, res- your response time is, dude. We're averaging 11 miles per hour. (laughs) Our reflexes don't need to be that fast. It's 11 miles per hour. We're going go-kart speeds here, guys. And from a psychological standpoint, I personally feel like the marijuana may assist in the reduction of, let's say, road rage or any kind of hostilities that may transpire because of uh, said speed limit. That's the only way I can make it. I literally have to smoke. I literally get high while I'm going to the highway. Then I jump on the highway, put my phone on the dash on a YouTube video. <laughs> wow, you're just watching TV? Just watching TV. Bro, today I, I like almost <laughs> wanted to punch. Today I almost punched myself in the face. I'm not even joking. I roll in, I look at the clock, and I literally I said out loud, I was like, oh, damn, good time. It was an hour and seven minutes. Oh. It's a 12-mile trip. Uh, Soul-crushing, my man. 12-mile trip. An hour and... It was hour, six, hour, seven minutes. And I was like, damn, that was a good time. And then I was like, what the fuck is wrong? They, they, they got me. They got me so used to an hour 15, hour 20, that now I'm like, oh, hour seven? All right. Yeah, for sure. Well, you shave fuck. 10 minutes off traffic or, you know, somewhere around there. It feels good. Feels like you, uh, you know, won a little bit for the. The day. only reason that happened is because there was an accident right behind me, dude. Like I went through an intersection, uh, and it yes. was so close that you could hear it, and then that was it. <laughs> there was like nobody behind me, you know, and so the traffic just kind of flowed. There is no better feeling than entering your usual entrance zone onto the highway and to see the thinned out open lanes because there is a an accident just down the ways uh and you know that you just have clear sailing for half a mile right yeah, a little opening that's yeah, gonna feel good. so you good. you know you're getting way ahead of all those assholes yes. behind the yes track, you know? dude and that merge is gonna be nice and sweet and easy you know so like Ooh, it's, yeah. <laughs> and at least you know from here on out that traffic is steady not building Oh, yeah. And speaking of a sweet and easy merge, uh, the Democrats pulled a fast one, checked a couple boxes, and were able to uh, swing in one of their uh, people that they were hoping to, I guess, uh, swing in there. Uh, 
we got the woman, right? Check the box. Hey, we got the, uh, are we talking about the Fonz? We got the uh, <laughs> we got the black, right? We got the woman, black. Check box, check box. Good. And then uh, we need one other box though. Bring on the lesbian! Bro, I didn't even. <laughs> 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 the best part was I literally heard that like I heard about it so many times, and the, it was until like the fifth story where I was like, oh, "And she's a lesbian too." Come on, come on! Yes. How many black lesbians are there? Uh, well, that's it. They're all serving our country at this moment. They're all in that, the administration yes, or in right. Congress. They, they, they've appointed them all. All right. The press- the press secretary, black female. This new congresswoman, black female. The vice president, black female. You know what I mean? The Supreme Court justice, black female. Half of them also lesbians. What is going on here, man? I think we know exactly what's going on, and it's probably not going to be good for, what are those people called? Oh, white men. We're all screwed, guys. <laughs> We're screwed. <laughs> You're talking about 40% of the country? Yeah. And if you think I'm crazy, you have these black female uh, DAs Going after a white dude named Trump and trying to throw his ass in prison so he doesn't run for president. Yeah, doing everything they can. Literally changing laws to go after him. Elections have uh, results and consequences, uh, except in this scenario where a senator who was voted in dies, and now we just get to check all our favorite boxes and throw in someone we've been dying to put in there in California the first place. You guys, you guys try to win an Emmy or pick a Congress? That's <laughs> just... Again, uh, uh, we're going to roll it. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Overnight, California Governor Gavin Newsom naming the replacement for Dianne Feinstein with LaFonza Butler to fill the seat held by the late senator. Kana Whitworth has the latest. Hey! Hey! No, the best part is California. Very diverse. Probably more gay people in California than anywhere else. This lady's not even from California. They had to go to Maryland to find a black lesbian. (laughs) Go to Maryland to find a black lesbian in California. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Gio, good morning. Governor Gavin Newsom choosing the longtime activist. Is it Maryland like the don't tread on me state? I don't know. Maryland is a fantastic and beautiful state. I've been many times and I'm a huge fan of the area. Uh, A lot of history there. Uh, And also, most of these politicians go there and uh, a lot of CIA, a lot of uh, secret society, a lot of, uh, you know, that, ex- that explains a lot that. of that action going on there. So I think uh, that's why most of your politicians at one point or another did a little action somewhere in the Maryland, D.C. area. They're almost the same place. Mm-hmm. Baltimore, okay. D.C. kind of region. Butler to take that vacant Senate seat by Dianne Feinstein. Now, Butler is currently the leader of Emily's List, which is an organization that supports Democratic women candidates who favor abortion rights. Butler also served as a Democratic strategist and advisor to Kamala Harris during her vice presidential campaign. Her appointment fulfills Newsom's pledge to choose a black woman to hold the Senate seat. Butler. I love his pledge to not appoint someone who's qualified and has, you know, a history of, you know, serving country. Or just say, I'm going to pick the best. Yeah, the best. The best. Pick the best? Yeah, I'm going to pick out of these three different people. No, no, no. No, I got got criteria. I got boxes to check here, people. Will be the only black woman serving in the U.S. Senate and first openly LGBTQ. It it would be one thing if you guys kept, like, putting these black women in and then you're... It was like, see, 
look how great she's doing. We told you black women were just as great. You know what I mean? They're equal. But these people you keep putting in there, it's a train wreck. Yeah, right. and also Lashant. Lafonza. I already fucked it up. Lashanza <laughs> is uh, Napoleon Dynamite's brother's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that was Lafonza. Uh, I don't know, man. I think you're right. <laughs> you're onto something here. We're watching a rewrite or a reboot or something, man. <laughs> Oh, now they're just fucking with us. <laughs> I already forgot what I was going to say. This whole thing is so ridiculous. <clears throat> How dude, would you it was, feel? Dude, her name in, the, in, in the Napoleon Dynamite was a Lafonda. Lafonda. Very Lafonza? close. Lafonda? Okay, so you, you're, you're this gal, Lafonda. You've done all these things in your life to, to ascend to your you know, place, and, and she's, I assume, very proud of what she's accomplished in her life, uh, but how good would it feel to hear Gavin Newsom announce to the world, I'm going to pick someone because they're black and because they're a woman, <laughs> and then he picks you, and it has, he just picked you not because it has anything to do with all these accomplishments and, all, and who you are as a person and what you've done in your profession. That has nothing to do now with your next ascension, for your next climbing of the ladder. No, it, all your accomplishments mean squat. The only thing that has gotten you now to this next level is the fact that you are black and that you are a woman. And that should be embarrassing and feel, that should feel shameful. She yeah, should have turned be, him yeah. down. She should have publicly said, you know what? Thank you for the offer, Gavin Newsom, but you're a racist and a sexist. And the fact that you just chose me just because I'm a woman and just because I'm black means you need to check your priorities for what you consider to be qualifying for this position as senator. Yeah, but then you guys would hang up the phone and then the black girl across the hall from you, you'd hear her phone ring. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, Laquanda. Uh, we have a, a job opening if you want it. Uh. Are, do you happen to also be a lesbian? Oh, excellent. Perfect. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about eating pussy? Not for me. Do you happen to identify with the BLT sandwich community? Uh, excellent. Uh, trust me, it's not for me. It's for the voters. <laughs> you, think you, you think you could pull it off for about a year or two? How do you feel about shaving your head and driving a Subaru? <laughs> <laughs> Dreadlocks will do. We can, we can cover that. Oh, we've done it several times. Have you seen uh, Jean-Pierre Lapierre? Uh -huh. oui, oui. Oh, yeah, no, we can, we can do that. What's her name? No, Jean-Pierre no, Lapierre. Sorry, though. No Subaru is a deal breaker. The Subaru is how we know. <laughs> That's a standard. That's why I drive one, folks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were voted lesbian with best hair in Colorado. <laughs> Frank does have fantastic hair. That's what I gotta give him. All right. Well, you know, it's it's from the uh, the dry air out here in the Mile High City. So, uh, sh shall we finish this? <laughs>
experience. I thought we were talking about, oh, talking we're, about we are. I I'm obsessed. Dude, you know who's with this. really hot is Deb, Deb from Napoleon Dynamite, the like awkward chick. You mean like now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in the movie. They like, always do that with those movies. They, they pick a hot actress and they uh they do the nerdif- nerdification. But the Summer Wheatley, you know, like who was the hot girl in school? Didn't age too well, I imagine. Whoa, yeah, bro! See what happens. Woof! This is a case of peaking too early, folks. You want to look like a Wait. goofball when you're young, and let yourself kind of age like some fine wine. Good fucking call, dude. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. That's what you get in the Napoleon Dynamite. And uh, speaking of fine wine, eventually aging a little too fine. Uh, Feinstein ended up aging <laughs> out of existence on us, and uh, we got this Lashonda Jackson or whoever chick who has zero qualifications. LaFonza. I'm gonna mess it up forever here. Uh, she, and, uh, my my problem with this is who voted this lady in? Nobody. 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 Gavin Newsom decided to uh, milk some votes and try and posture himself to become VP or president or whatever he wants to do in 2024, <laughs> and now he just. Put in a black lesbian uh, senator. Congratulations, black woman. This for all of you people that voted for Gavin Newsom, just know he took a he took a look around at the biggest state in the union, forty million people in California, and said, "None of you are good enough." It's just Let me go get this lady from <laughs> from Maryland. He does this like three days after he signed off on paying fast food workers $20 an hour. Uh, Gavin Newsom hates America, people. I want to tell you right he now. Really does. He hates Americans, and he hates America, and he's laughing at all of us. Laughing he while he dines at French Laundry. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Piece of crap. ...in the U.S. Senate and first openly LG... I just, this is how we ended up with the camel, man. I just don't I understand. That's what we I end up with incompetence and just utter crap running things because we're checking boxes and it's so, so you can say it's historic it's not historic no just because you decided you were gonna elect a black and throw him in there. this box checking yeah. has just gotten to such a boil to me i i'm steaming out the ears at this point and I knew this is what was going to happen. It was going to be four years of just endless box checking to the point where we couldn't stand it anymore. And where are we? Th- year three? I'm exploded, baby. I'm a fucking nuclear bomb at this point. I can't fucking handle it anymore. Uh, where, are, where are we, Frank? Ships aren't shipping. Planes aren't flying. Cars aren't moving. But our head of transportation's gay. Yes. <laughs> He loves you know? to suck dick. Congratulations, America. Border Borders are just leaking like a sieve and everything in here, but the person in charge of it, our vice president, she's black. <laughs> you know? And then and, fi- and finally, a woman as old as time f- dies, and we can replace her in the Senate with some new blood, and what do we pick? Someone with zero qualifications that we know of, but she checks the boxes of black lesbian. I'm so furious. BTQ person to write. Give me Fetterman! Where's his hoodie? <laughs> I'm fired up, baby! ...present California in the chamber, and she could be sworn in as early as okay. Tuesday. I gotta give now, her credit now that you bring up Fetterman. At least she's not brain dead. We got no brain damage. She also wore a suit. Uh, you know, uh... <laughs> she could dress appropriately. Uh, okay. All right, I'll take this lady whose name I can't pronounce, who has no qualifications that I know of and wasn't voted in. I'll take her if we could just get rid of the brain-dead stroke victim. <laughs> Where's the hoodie? Can we get rid of that guy? Bring in the lesbian. 
I'm fine. I'll be okay with it, actually. You can just walk through the chambers and anybody with a drool cup, let's get them out. Let's get them out. <laughs> oh, man, well, uh, speaking of the insanity, and I, I, we're going to continue down this path. Uh, yeah, we, we got to finish the clip. Go ahead. Oh, that's it. That's it. But I'm continuing on the Capitol because do, we didn't talk about the fire alarm, man. <laughs> what the fuck? This is the weirdest story of all time, dude. Can I tell you the best part of it? Oh. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, throw it out yeah. there, man. Yes. I love it, dude, because when I joined the Army, I was 19. I'm a kid, right? You know, I was 19. And I'll never forget. I think I was 20 at the time, though. We were hanging out in this little, uh, so it used to be a place where you could pump gas into the trucks. It was like this little shack, you know? Yes. That, could, that controlled the pumps. Oh, yeah. And uh, it had been abandoned for years, but we're just chilling in there, me and my three buddies. And uh, there was a fire extinguisher in there. So I grabbed it. I pointed at one of the guys. And he says, and the, the big thing in the army was you would say, you won't do it. Like, if you were, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it was just kind of, you would always challenge. I'm like, man, you're too much of a pussy to spray me with that because you know I whoop your ass. You know? <laughs> it was that kind of, you know? Yeah, and then, yeah, like, it got to the point where he's like, he's like, you know what? Because we always got to the point where you'd be like, you know what? I, actually, I wish you would do it. <laughs> That's right. And so he says that, and then I, I just un- unload this fire extinguisher. Fills up this whole room, dude. We have to, like, run out of this cloud of smoke, <laughs> yeah, you man. know? I don't think you can breathe that in. We like couldn't find the door. We're like in this little box, dude. Like <laughs> they ended up finding out who it was. Like because the the fire alarm it set off the fire alarm. Oh yeah. And then like the fire department had to come. They had to shut down our entire motor pool. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> dude, they lined us all up in formation and then they went down the rows. And as they went by, you had to lift up your right boot. And they flipped they of picked all four, yeah, they picked of, course, all four of us out of the, dude, huge formation, two hundred people. They just went down the line and then picked us four out because of the yellow shit on the bottom of our boots. So fucking funny. The whole point of the story is they sat us down, twenty year old kids, and were just like, You guys are way too old, way too mature to be doing this kind of bullshit. You know how serious a fire alarm is. <laughs> Well, apparently uh, not like uh, members of Congress because this dude pulled a fire alarm. I forgot his name, but uh, they brought on AOC to explain it. And I got some AOC if you're oh, interested. Dude. Oh, yeah. Come on. This is so stupid. There was an you know interesting how moment it is uh, over alarm. the weekend when your New York colleague, Congressman Jamal Bowman, and he's under investigation for this now after Capitol Police say he pulled a fire alarm in one of the House office buildings. Democrats were trying to delay a vote, a final vote on the bill. Uh, there he is uh, pulling the fire alarm. He says it was an accident. He thought pulling the alarm <laughs> would open a door uh, based on the fact that so the doors stupid. to his right there so were locked. Stupid. And there was a sign that he said he was, con- I think someone said it was confusing. I- I'll be honest, uh, it doesn't really make sense to me, his explanation. Have you talked to him? To be fair, he's a Democratic representative. I mean, he might be brain dead. Yes. Well, he's probably triple <laughs> boosted, quadruple uh, vaxxed, right? Uh, he doesn't know what's and going I can on assume there. he's only there because he's black. <laughs> That's well, dude. Yes, he's also checked all the boxes, so he doesn't really know what's going on. You know, he probably stroked <laughs> out from one of those boosters. No different oh, than Fetterman. Couldn't even read the sign. Listen, I think if you actually do see some of the photos of the signs, I think there's there's something to be said about the government's about to shut down. There's a vote clock that's going down. 
The exits that are normally open in that building were suddenly closed. He, so you pulled a fire alarm? So I'm, I'm, what I'm <laughs> House administration and U.S. Capitol Police and Jamal Bowman are an active and he's fully participating in saying there was a misunderstanding. But what I do think is important to raise is the fact that Republicans, representatives like Nicole Maliotakis and others, immediately moved to file motions to censure, motions to expel before there, before there has even been conversations that are that are finished to even see if there was a misunderstanding here. Well, what would you have done if <laughs> Matt Gates pulled the fire alarm? That's, no, it's so unbelievable. What are you talking about? Nobody thinks there's a misunderstanding. Every human over the age of four years old knows exactly <laughs> what happens when yeah, you pull a fire alarm. Every human, even that brain-dead zombie Fetterman knows what happens when you pull that thing. Well, you know what's really hurting him? I didn't know. I just found out today that he was a principal. So this guy literally like spent years walking like, teaching kids how fire drills <laughs> and like teaching them about fire alarms <laughs> and the importance <laughs> of fire alarms. <laughs> no, uh, no, I, oh, no, doesn't get any better, dude. No. Uh, I just didn't. I just didn't know it was a red box that said fire. How am I supposed to know it's a fire alarm? Jesus Christ. I, I thought felt, it was the button to open the door. I felt like I was on fire, so I had to pull the alarm, you know? That's how it works. Uh, this guy is You mean absolute- to tell me <laughs> that that silver square with the little blue figure in a wheelchair, that's the button to open the door? <laughs> I, I've been pulling these red handles my whole life. Jesus Christ. Oh, man, this is so amazing. I, like, can't believe that he was a teacher. He knows everything about the- A principal. That means he was standing there with the fire department. I mean, I'm telling you, dude, like, even, like... No, no, that means he's trained on, like, the board that has, like, the lights for, like, the commercial fire uh, retardant systems, you know? The lying to kind of go along with the excuses for why he did it, like... It's pretty obvious the dude uh, tried, what, to sabotage the vote? Is that what he was uh, attempting to do there? Uh, it's very, very funny. Uh, very, f- yeah, he tried to, yeah, I think he tried to, pro- uh, what would they say? He, he couldn't make it on time or something to vote, so he just wanted to make sure he could vote. Oh, he was late. He was uh, on the crapper. It took a little too long. <laughs> he was playing uh, Wordle. Uh, got distracted. And you know <laughs> we've all been there, man. It's those YouTube shorts. That's right. You sit dude. down to take a shit. That YouTube shorts, next thing you know, twenty minutes gone. It's by. been really into Russell yeah. Brand lately. It's crazy, yeah. and uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you can watch Russell Brand, no commercial. <laughs> That's probably what happened, right? The dude was probably taking a shit. They ran out of time. Oh my god, I gotta go. Oh, they're gonna make the vote. I pull the uh, fire alarm, man. <laughs> Dude, you know what, man? I actually feel for you now because I think I fell for the same thing. With all these migrants coming to our cities, oh yeah, a lot of them selling tamales on the streets. Yes, look good, smell good. You pay for it later. Don't you be might fooled. Even miss your vote. That's right. Yes, <laughs> folks, you always pay for the food you eat, right? You either pay for it on the spot or you pay for it later on the toilet. That's how it works. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I actually blame whoever scheduled that vote. Right. Yeah, it was probably on purpose to get all the uh, tamale eaters. Tamale yeah, eaters. all the folks hitting up the food truck out front. <laughs> the food truck was probably paid for by uh, McCarthy, right? He was trying to sabotage uh, everybody in there. Great move. It didn't work out, though. He's out, right? So uh, no more McCarthy.
He should have. I can't eaten. believe they voted him out. Well, he should have partaken in the tamale party. He missed out <laughs> on the uh, camaraderie with the food trucks out front. That's so ridiculous. I can't believe AOC and all of them are trying to defend this guy. Come on. Yeah, you have to, ridiculous. man. AOC's an actress. Uh, she's really good at it, and uh, she's really good at playing the victim. And she was okay at spinning the victim card here. It just didn't make too much sense. Other than you eventually have to just admit this guy is, like, kind of retarded and shouldn't be serving. (laughs) 